You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt. Welcome once again to Paranormal Pets on Pet Life Radio, where the unexpected is expected and strange animals are the norm. I'm Dusty Rainbolt, your guide to the other side. Thanks for joining us. Our guest today is Brandy Stark, who operates ParanormalPugs.com. But before we visit with Brandy, let's find out what's happening in the area of bizarre animal news. Have they found the abominable snowman? Not yeti. But on October 19th, a team of Japanese explorers found some awfully big footprints in the snow-covered slopes of the Himalayas. For years, the creatures called the Mount Everest area home, and recently they discovered footprints that resemble that of a human, but they measured a whopping 8 inches long. Yeti Project Japan team leader Yoshitiru Takahashi said they made the discovery while returning from Kathmandu. Takahashi claims that he had seen the creature on an expedition in 2003. Now, the team spent 42 freezing days looking for Yeti, and despite nine motion sensor cameras, they failed to capture any image of the ape-like creature. Remember Dr. Doolittle? He could talk to the animals, and they could talk to him. Canadian and U.S. researchers revealed in late October at the Society for Vertebrate Paleontology in Ohio that the strangely evolved Lambrosaurus, with its unlamb-like bill and skull crest, they've actually used it for complicated communications with other dinosaurs. Researchers discovered that the crests are connected to nasal cavities, and they may have actually spoken to other animals using eerie bellowing calls. And now to some election news. With the election so recently behind us, we should look back at voter registration fraud. In Illinois, Lake County Clerk Willard Helander was keeping close eye on voter registrations. She became a little suspicious when she discovered a voter registration card had been sent to Illinois resident Princess Noodleman. Now, there were a number of problems with Princess' voter status. First of all, she's a goldfish. And secondly, she's dead. Princess remained tight-lipped about who she would have supported, but now that she's assumed room temperature, it's suspected that she might have bypassed both the elephant and the donkey and supported the Green Party. In other news, K-Buck, a miniature horse from Lawton, Oklahoma, has a new way of looking at life, or maybe he only appears to. The Associated Press reported on October 17th, as a result of an accident, the little guy lost his eye. Not to worry. His broken peeper has been replaced by a $3,000 prosthetic eye. 
His owner said it's hard to tell the fake eye from the real one, and that's so important. After all, we don't want the other baby horses teasing him. And finally, to the story that just won't die. Remember the Bigfoot hoax? I interviewed Tom Biscardi, the Bigfoot researcher, about him being taken to the bank by two Georgia guys claiming to have a Sasquatch on ice. It turned out the body was a costume stuffed with roadkill. The costume, complete with a lovely display freezer, has been put on for sale at eBay. As Barnum says, there's one born every minute, and this one paid over $250,000. The pricey piece of memorabilia was put up for sale by none other than demonologist Joshua Warren. Warren told FoxNews.com, My arrangement is with the people who control the body. Money from this auction is hopefully going to go to resolve the legal problems. Well, that's our bizarre animal news for today. But before we talk to Brandy Stark of ParanormalPugs.com, I'm going to start a new segment called Animal Saints, where I'll introduce saints with animal connections whose observed day is approaching. This week we have two saints. St. Hugh of Lincoln is also known as Hugh of Avalon for you Anglophiles. We observe his day on November 17th. St. Hugh of Lincoln is the patron saint of swans because he had a swan buddy that followed him around. The swan would even guard him while he slept. Now we observe the day of St. Martin of Tours every November 11th. As a teenager, he joined the army and became a cavalry officer. He's known as the patron saint of horses, cavalry, equestrians, geese, wine growers, and many other things. So we're going to pause for commercial. We'll be right back with Brandy Stark and her website, paranormalpugs.com. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski touring and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Dusty Rainbolt. Welcome back to Paranormal Pets on Pet Life Radio. Our guest today is Brandy Stark. She's the owner of a really cool website called ParanormalPugs.com. And as I understand, it's the number one paranormal website on the web. Is that right, Brandy? It is right now. Um, I actually have uh, three paranormal uh, sites. I have a ghostly images site, the Paranormal Pugs page, and then I'm a member of a ghost hunting team. And I will be darned if this one hasn't beaten out the other two, uh, much to my surprise. And it's actually getting ready to hit 100,000 hits. So I'm really excited about that. 100,000 hits in how long? Um, probably it's, it's been up a few years. I think it's been up about five years or so. And, um, but, you know, that's still pretty good considering that this doesn't really get any uh, advertising or uh, it's all word of mouth. And um, I'm, I'm just really excited. So we'll see where it goes, but uh, it'll be the first of my sites. In fact, it's beating out uh, the Spirits website uh, by about... Um, uh, about 4,000 hits or so at this point. Uh, so they're, they're actually kind of neck and neck, but uh, the spirit side is the one that I update every month, and the Paranormal Pugs pages, I get stories. So uh, this has just been really exciting. I'm just really thrilled that it's, uh, that it's up there and that people are as receptive and responsive to it as they are. Well, that's great. Now, okay, what is the connection between pugs and the paranormal? Well, this uh, it sounds a little strange, but I like to think outside the box when it comes to the paranormal. Uh, I've been uh, interested in it um, since I was about 11 years old, and I actually started actively investigating it 12 years ago, and I formed a twe- uh, team nine years ago. But I always keep trying to figure different ways to look at it. Um, and one thing that kind of came to me was I was starting to get stories about pets uh, showing up as ghosts. Now, there weren't many when I first started, uh, the West tends to have a very a different look at pets when it comes to this aspect of whether or not they survive death in a, in a soul or a spirit type fashion. Um, and actually, about two nights ago, I just did a, a radio interview on the role of religion and ghosts, and, and this was a topic that had come up. And of course, animals in the West, uh, it depends on the religion. So my personal opinion is that animals do have a spirit or soul-like substance that survives death, but... Um, that animals can become ghosts, but I wasn't getting many stories. But recently, I started, um, I would say within the past 10 years or so, I started getting more and more people talking about how they were having visits from their pets. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. And then the other thing that kind of came to my mind was uh, people talking about, as a, as a paranormal investigator, one sign that I look for for a haunting is whether or not animals are acting up in the vicinity of a location. So, you know, if you have a, a cat or a dog, are they uh, looking at a, an area? Are they following something that isn't there? Are they, you know, do they all of a sudden get very scared in a room? Do they refuse to go into a location? You know, anything like that. And it, it is a sign of potential paranormal phenomena. Uh, it could just be the animal acting up, but in conjunction with other things, it, it can be a symptom. So I, I was thinking about this, and, and I myself am a third-generation pug owner, and I'm heavily involved in pug rescue, and I thought, well, all these things kind of rolled around in my head, and I thought, you know, I haven't heard many pug stories. And one of the first thoughts that came to me was um, 
Pugs are kind of an artificial breed. I, I did research on them because you can't be a third-generation pug owner. Technically, I go with a Buddhist idea. I'm more of a, a caretaker instead of an owner, so I can't be a third-generation caretaker and, uh, and not know the history of a pug. And, and pugs are 2,000 years old, and we have no idea what their origin is other than to be either companions, foot warmers, which is one of my personal favorites, or flea attractors. Uh, because, of course, humans had fleas, and you had pugs that are even sweeter, apparently, to the fleas than humans are. And I thought, well, you know, maybe because pugs are kind of this artificial, you know, they're not a wild dog, they're not a mutt, maybe uh, maybe they don't have sensitivity. Maybe it's been bred out of them. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to see what kind of response I get. i like to find out if people report their, their pugs either sensing ghosts or if they report their pugs coming back to them uh, in a spirit form. Um, because while pugs may not have high levels of psychic nature, my theory was that they do have very strong personalities. They have self, in my opinion, they seem to have a strong sense of self and self-awareness. And so I thought, well, let's just see what happens. And uh, much to my surprise, I started getting stories. And I was just, uh, I was really astounded within the first year. I probably had probably about 15 stories, and it's just kind of kept building from there. And uh, that's the origin. So what were some of the stories? Uh, are they sensitive or are they not sensitive? Or Well, that's the interesting thing. It kind of surprised me because I think it depends on the pug. Uh, currently, I have, um, I have quite a few elder pugs, and being in pug rescue, I, I tend to adopt the ones that are either uh, handicapped or um, elders. Uh, that are usually too too old to adopt out, and quite frankly, there is no such thing as too old to adopt out. But uh, I just adopted, for example, uh, two years ago, I adopted a 13 year old who's still with me. Good for and you. I adopt- oh, she's adorable. Her name is uh, well, I call her Grandma, but her name was uh, I can't even remember what her name was. I call her Titania because she just thinks she's the queen. Uh, so she's a little fairy queen. She's this tiny little pug. She does whatever she wants. It's great. But basically, I did not get a lot of stories of pugs, you know, being really, really sensitive, but they do seem to to have some sensitivity. Um, Out of the pugs that I have, uh, I actually had an encounter in my own home uh, when my grandmother passed, and this may sound a little strange, but, and actually it's not, believe it or not, in paranormal investigation, uh, family comes over quite a bit, but uh, it was the night my grandmother had died, I wasn't aware that she had died, I had visited her that day. And it was before I was told, and she came, I think, I believe she came here. Uh, There was this beautiful aroma. There was a sense of peace and calmness. I knew she had died, and I knew she was okay. And, I mean, it was the calmest sensation I've ever had. But none of my pugs reacted, not a single one. Okay. (laughs) It was a little disappointing, but that's okay. They're my only witnesses. But a second event actually happened in my home, not related to a family member, in which I actually, this is the only entity I've ever seen in my life physically that I know of, in which I actually saw a pillar uh, of smoke. Uh, this, uh, well, I don't know how else to describe it. It was uh, kind of a uh, misty entity. And the only reason that I was actually heading out into the area was because I heard my pugs making this horrible noise that they normally don't make. They were really whining and very upset. So they've kind of got a 50-50 shot here. Uh, some of the stories that I have gotten, one of my very favorite that is up on the site actually has a picture with it 
uh, there was a ghost hunting team, a couple that had taken their pug with them to a haunted cabin, and they actually have a picture with it. Uh, the little pug's name was Micah, and uh, the story is that they had gone to a cabin in Indiana County, Pennsylvania, and while they were there, they started having kind of a, an unusual phenomena. And Micah, this little pug, all of a sudden started acting up while they were in this cabin and started barking and just really uh, carrying on. And it was very strange. It was not normal behavior. And the other person who was there had a camera with them, grabbed the camera and took a picture. And what is, what, what is so interesting is that in this picture, you actually see a missed image uh, what the person describes as two orbs and uh, an area of haze that could be what he believes is ecto or ectoplasm uh, near the ceiling and next to the orbs. And you have the pug that's acting up right beneath them and the woman uh, who's sitting with the pug. And it's just, it's a fantastic image because here's this pug in action. You know, so it appears that uh, some pugs do have some sensitivity. That is amazing. Where on your site do we find this? This is actually on the first page, and I have tentatively titled this one. Uh, now that I say that, uh, it's just titled Micah, and she is described as a young, purebred Finnish pug dog owned by John and, and Marty McClintock. So uh, it's just a really neat image. So if you scroll down um, approximately, because I didn't number these stories, I just kind of, uh, the, the site has kind of evolved as it's, uh, as it's been created, but it is under the menu, under the third column where it says Micah, so hopefully when you click on that, it should go right down, and it does. What a great story. Isn't now, that a nice image, too? Yeah, I need to, I, I haven't gone to it yet, but I'll uh, find it. I guess people could also uh, just uh, do a word search uh, mm-hmm. or a text search and, and find Micah. And how do you spell Micah? M-I-K-A. Oh, okay. See, I was going to spell it with some C's and H's. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it is really, really neat. And I've, that is probably one of the most impressive stories to me, primarily because um, the individual was quite uh, coherent about the story. Um, you know, there are a lot of elements that are described, um, and, and you actually have the image with the pug acting up, and there are not many that you actually get with that. So, because normally when something's happening, you know, for example, uh, you know, for me, whenever something happens, particularly in my own home, I never have a camera. You know, you think I would know after all these years, have a camera with you at all times, but it's invariably I don't have one with me. But of course. I have, I, I have started, I uh, have one pug who is an elder pug. His name is Odyssey. My, my four babies are Iliad, Odyssey, Odysseus, and Achilles. Uh, and we have a uh, theme going there, don't we? Oh, absolutely. And I have some <laughs> rescues with me, but those are the four that I've raised uh, directly. And uh, Odyssey is, he's a very unique pug. He's highly intelligent. And he is the one that I believe of the pugs that I have is probably the most sensitive. And I do get special, if I have been to a location and I've checked it out, um, I do get special uh, cases in which, with permission, I will bring him with as kind of a, an additional form of sensor just to see what his reaction is to a location. Um, there's one, actually, he's been to two locations in this area, and most likely I have an investigation uh, this weekend, and I'm in debate. I'm, I'm thinking about taking him, but I do have permission to bring a pug or two with me. I like to bring Odyssey because uh, my pugs are, are very spoiled, They, as, in case you haven't figured that out. And uh, Odyssey is, uh, is 
he's now uh, 12 and a half. He'll be 13, and he's very uh, easy to deal with. He's just very mellow, and he just you know kind of goes the flow. But um, he and himself, I actually probably should add his story to this page. He's rather paranormal. Um, he was actually diagnosed with what is known as HSA, which is um, hermangia sarcoma, I believe is how you say that, which is a form of blood vessel cancer, which is highly, highly terminal. Um, it's the second most terminal form of cancer in canines uh, next to bone cancer. And I actually had a cat with it. <laughs> oh, so you understand. I do understand, absolutely. He, um, he was basically given about three months to live two and a half years ago. And I had... Um, I chose to treat him holistically because I, you know, I had the option of chemo and I researched chemo and I chose not to do that. I wanted to have a good quality of life and there were too many variables at that point. So I chose holistic, but just to kind of hedge my bets, I had been invited to observe because I teach religion. I'm a religions professor and I had been invited to observe a local Buddhist healing ceremony. And I thought, well, okay, that's very nice. And I, I thought I would go and do it. And I said, well, I, I have this situation, and, and do you mind if I, you know, perhaps participate in behalf of, or on behalf of my pug? And Buddhism has a different view of animals. There, of course, is the underlying view of compassion towards all living things. And uh, they said, absolutely. They do actually pray for animals. Well, they actually do healings and prayer for animals as well. And it's actually quite funny to listen to the prayer list because you'll have all the humans and then you'll get, you know, Tigger and, you know, chocolate. And (laughs) there are all these (laughs) things at the end. It was great. So I went on Odyssey's behalf. And during this Buddhist ceremony, and it really, there wasn't anything all that esoteric. You know, as a professor, I tend to be very careful because, you know, I sat towards the back. I was in the back row where I could observe everything. And I, I always make sure that I've eaten and drunk before I've left. And I do not take illicit drugs and I don't drink alcohol at all, period. And, you know, I make sure that I'm in a, you know, in a normal state when I get there. And um, while I was there... Uh, I actually had the sensation, this room was very cold, and I was actually heating up. I thought, okay, this is very odd, because I have observed many ceremonies, and I've never actually felt this intensity of heat. I mean, I, I closed my eyes for a moment, and I thought, you know, I'm seeing blue flame. Now, the paranormalist in me knows that there's something called spontaneous human combustion. Like, <laughs> oh, no, don't do that now. You know, which This is not a good sign. <laughs> Because uh, spontaneous human combustion is usually uh, blue flame. Allegedly, it's blue flame because there are people who have survived it, and there's been witnesses who've seen this actually happen um, accordingly. And uh, I'm thinking, oh, come on. I'm not, you know, it's usually, uh, apparently they have found that it's usually overweight, alcoholic-related symptoms. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm not that overweight, and I'm not, <laughs> there's not, I don't have these symptoms. I don't drink at all. It can't be that. So I'm, I'm, but I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on, you know, and at and one moment I actually felt as if there was a hand on my head, and I'm thinking, okay, now this is really rather odd, and my eyes were open at this point, and I am in the back of the room. There is no one behind me. There's a wall behind me. There's nothing above me. There's no way anybody can touch me. And I'm, you know, I'm looking at the two ladies who are sitting next to me, and they're actually pulling on shawls because they're so cold. We're actually under the vent. And um, I realized at this point that I think I was being blessed. I'm thinking, wow, this is really unusual because I've observed many things. 
And at this point, you know, it, I just kind of went with this and just continued on. Got to the end of the ceremony, was fine. But um, Odyssey, oddly enough, uh, every time I go to the vet now, they say, well, how is he? And I say, he's still with me. And I honestly think that there might have been something in conjunction with the holistic healing that might have happened there. I don't know. But he has beaten the odds because usually HSA takes him down, and, you know, it, it's pretty terminal and pretty fast. Yeah, so it's, he, it's a rough, rough disease. <laughs> oh, it is. And unfortunately right now, if your listeners are out there, uh, they might want to send some positive thoughts because I'm, I'm afraid that he's, um, we just dealt with a fatty tumor, and I'm, I'm kind of getting, I'm not sure, I'm kind of starting to feel a little uneasy, so I'm hoping that it's just a fatty tumor, but um, I'm hoping that the cancer is not back. But even if it is, he's beaten it by two and a half years, almost three, which is just an absolutely remarkable feat. I hate to do this, but we're running out of time here. So where can our listeners contact you with their paranormal pug stories? Well, I've actually got a couple of email addresses. They can actually check out the Paranormal Pugs page directly. And unfortunately, it's a terribly long address because when I set this up, I didn't expect it to be as successful as it was. Uh, but it is um, starkimages.homestead.com backslash paranormalpugspage.html. Or they can just Google Paranormal Pugs page and it should come up. They can also contact me at, well, and this will sound a little vain, but this is an old address. Pug Goddess 2000, well, what can you say, at yahoo.com, and that's uh, P-U-G-G-O-D-D-E-S-S 2000, there we go, at yahoo.com. And if they're interested, um, the most common comment that I get on this page is uh, that people feel a great deal of relief. I do actually have a couple of stories where one of my favorite is that a woman, um, her pug had just passed. And she actually saw, uh, she thought she was sitting in her living room and she could have sworn that she, you know, the next, within the next week, she saw this little pug run right back past her. She just saw its little hindquarters going right back into the bedroom, you know, and she knew it was her pug, you know, and what people really say when they see the site is that it really gives them a sense of hope and it makes them feel a lot better that there is something out there, um, you know, for their pets. Uh, and I get a lot of people who are really grieving that read this site, and they, they really feel a connection. And um, I'm just delighted with that. Uh, I know it's helped me through some tough times, because when you lose these guys, it's really, really hard. But it's, it's just a really fun site in the meantime, and uh, it's a great Halloween site. You know, pugs and ghosts, you just can't beat it. Two of my favorite topics in the world. That is awesome. And now... Um Brandy also is working on a side about paranormal critters, and unfortunately, we're not going to have time to go into that today. We'd like to have you back again, because that also sounds like a, a lot of fun. Uh, is there anything else that you have going that you can talk about in about 30 seconds <laughs> um, that you want our listeners to know about? Uh, just keep checking with uh, the websites. Uh, most of our paranormal events are up on the Spirits of St. Petersburg page, which is www.spiritsofstpetersburg.com. And uh, they can actually click on paranormal events around town. Uh, that's another way that uh, they can also contact me for paranormal pug uh, stories because there's a call out for stories on that website too. Great. And also send your paranormal critter and your paranormal rat stories to her as well. And I'll put and a call out for those. 
Yes. Well, Brandy, thank you. It, it has just been uh, too short an interview. I wish we could have gone on and on, but we are going to have to go to a commercial break. So we really appreciate you joining us today. And uh, for our listeners, uh, hang on, listen to these great messages, and we'll be back with our Haunted Travel Guide. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Pets can be a wonderful addition to your life. Keeping them healthy and happy is important. Pet Life Radio presents The Pet Doctor with veterinary media consultant and veterinarian Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Whether you have a dog, cat, reptile, or rabbit, you'll find answers for your pets. Straight from the vets, the Pet Doctor, on demand every week, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Dusty Rainbolt. Paranormal Pets is back right here at Pet Life Radio. Thank you, Brandy Stark, for your unusual look at pugs. And now it's time for our haunted travel guide. This week we're going to be picking up good vibrations and animal ghosts at the Casadega Hotel and Psychic Center in Casadega, Florida. Not only is the hotel haunted, the town itself is a spiritualist community of mediums and psychics. I'm told it's the place to go for a paranormal experience. The Spanish mission-style hotel dates back to the 1920s. This building replaced the Casadega's original wooden hotel, which was burned in 1926. The Psychic Center can hook you up with a medium or a past-life reader. And speaking of past lives, the hotel is occupied by many friendly spirits, including a little white dog who belonged to one of the building's former owners and a cat of unknown origin. There aren't any TVs or phones, but you'll be able to get a tarot card reading. You can get more information about the Casadega Hotel and the Spiritual Center at casadegahotel.net. Well, it looks like we're already out of time. I'd like to thank my guest, Brandy Stark, for joining us. And I want to thank you, the audience, for joining us. Pick up a copy of my award-winning book, Ghost Cats, Human Encounters with Feline Spirits, and check out my website, DustyRainbolt.com. If you're having behavior problems with your own cats, pick up a copy of my latest book, Cat Wrangling Made Easy. While you're at it, you can read my advice column, Ask Einstein, at StickyPaws.com. And if you have a story about a paranormal pet, an animal haunting, a real Bigfoot encounter, or if you visited a hotel or public place that's haunted by an animal, you can contact me at Dusty at PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for listening, and may you always be in good spirits. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. 
Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.